accessing node A two E E E three four Q. Connected. Downloading. Transfer complete. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, your secure transfer of video game and developer news. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. And I'm back. Thank you so much for hanging tight with me, everyone. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me. As you can probably notice in my voice, not only have I been busy at work and trying to get life together, but I've also managed to get COVID. So I've had to stay off the podcast for a little bit longer than I would have expected. So again, I really appreciate your patience with this little mini hiatus, especially in the lead up to Christmas. But of course, I'm sure you're all very keen to find out what's been going on in the world of gaming news. The most prominent one has been the Game Awards, which took place on Thursday last week. So in this episode, I'll be going over a lot of the announcements and the award winners and some of my thoughts about the Game Awards, plus trying to summarize some of the bigger news stories that have happened over the last couple of weeks, just in case you happen to miss them. Now, very quickly before we jump in, in the next day or so, there's going to be an episode on the Crossed Wires podcast, featuring me talking about gaming news and all about this podcast. You also get to hear a little bit more about me and my opinions about the gaming news, which I do inject in these episodes a little bit, but sometimes it can pass us by with the information I'm trying to convey in these episodes. So there'll be a link in the episode show notes. Jump in there, jump onto the Crossed Wires podcast. And if you like the show that James Billsborough was running over there, give them a subscribe as well. This is your transfer from the 12th of December, 2022. And these are the news stories that you need to know. Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards is by no means the official Game Awards of the entire games industry, but it is the most prominent. It gets its own event. This year it was held on the 8th of December on a Thursday, and luckily for us in Australia, it was at a time that wasn't necessarily out of our range. Watching into the late afternoon, there was a number of games that were nominated across all the categories. You may have heard me muse during the nominations that there were very few games across these categories, but to no surprise, God of War Ragnarok cleaned up a number of awards, in addition to Elden Ring, which walked away with the Game of the Year title for 2022. Now, God of War Ragnarok was definitely deserving of a lot of the awards that it received. In particular, the first award for Best Performance for Christopher Judge, who played Kratos in Ragnarok, was a particularly heartfelt speech. It ran a little bit long, but it was incredibly great to listen to. I suggest you give that a look if you have an opportunity. They also got awards for Accessibility, Best Narrative, Best Score and Music on behalf of Bear McCreary. They also had a few performance tie-ins during the show that really cemented the thought that Ragnarok has really tied up this year in terms of game awards. All that being said, I think there were a few games that were nominated that really probably should have won an award somewhere and they just didn't win anything. Sifu is one of these, came out earlier this year, is a fantastic game. It was unfortunately nominated in the fighting game category, probably punching way above its weight there, and in the indie category, which has been overrun with games this year. The other game that should have gotten some recognition somewhere as well is Immortality. Man and Gage was also nominated for best performance alongside Chris Judge. And she did a spectacular job on the game, but the game mechanics themselves and the way they built that narrative, I would have thought it should have been recognized somewhere. 
I think what this actually means is that 2022 has been a spectacular year for games. In a year where we thought everything was being pushed until 2023, more delays that we hear about from Xbox and other first-party titles of the like. Nevertheless, there has been a ridiculous number of games that have come out that have been worthy of recognition in these Game Awards, and all the developers of those games should be noted. Even if they don't win an award, they definitely deserve our praise. If you'd like to see all of the award winners and the nominations, there is a link in the show notes that will show you all of that material. But this wasn't the only thing we got out of the Game Awards. As usual, there was a ton of world premieres and announcements came out through the commercials and official trailers during the ceremony. And I'm going to run those down quickly for you now because there was quite a bit in there. The sequel to Death Stranding was announced with Hideo Kojima on stage talking a little bit about that stuff. There was a trailer for Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty DLC with star Idris Elba. From Software's first official announcement trailer for Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon, Final Fantasy 16 has been confirmed to come to PlayStation 5 on June 22, 2023. Diablo 4 has also been confirmed for release on June 6, 2023, but pre-orders will get early beta access. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, is to be released on March 17 next year. A new game from Ken Levine of Bioshock fame, Judas, will be coming soon on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Steam, and the Epic Game Store. It looks very much like Bioshock Infinite, and I really like the look of it. The sequel to Hades, Hades 2, by Supergiant Games has been announced and will be going into early access sometime in 2023. Again, a very exciting one for me. And both The Last of Us Part 1 and Returnal will both be coming to PC sometime in 2023. There was plenty more to see, and the best way to catch any of this content is to go and check out the Game Awards YouTube channel. It has snippets from the entire show piecemealed out into the different sections and labeled appropriately. So jump on that YouTube channel, check out what you might be interested in, and by the looks of things, 2023 could be an even better year than 2022. We'll just have to wait and see. And now some quick news headlines to keep you informed. A loot box bill has been filed in Australia that would urge the Australian Classification Board to rule that any game that contains loot boxes gets an R18 plus classification and includes advice for parents and purchasers. This seems to be getting more support than his previous gambling related bills, but as Australians know, when a game gets an R18 plus classification, it can be problematic for us. The FTC in the US has decided to sue Microsoft to block the Activision Blizzard acquisition. It seems that Microsoft has come forward saying that they have a strong case regardless. They have tried peace in the first instance, but they are ready to come out with their fists flying. A new report from gamesindustry.biz highlights underpay and some level of crunch at From Software, the developer of Elden Ring and the Dark Souls series. Testimony in that report from employees says that the pay is not adequate for a life in their home city of Tokyo. Riot Games is suing NetEase for substantial damages over similarities between a game it released recently called Hyperfront and how close it resembles their game Valorant. Microsoft has announced that Xbox games coming out next year, first party or otherwise, will be starting at $70. This follows suit with what PlayStation is currently targeting with some of their game titles as well. 
two games to come out in the last couple of weeks with very low fanfare are the Callisto Protocol, which came out to less than rave reviews, to a very short game, a bad comparison to Dead Space 3, and bad PC stuttering, which is reportedly now fixed, and Need for Speed Unbound, a brand new take on the Need for Speed racing franchise, but according to GamesIndustry.biz, only makes number 17 below the Callisto Protocol at number 6. And lastly, Slowclap's game Sifu is going to be adapted into a live-action feature film with Story Kitchen partnered with Derek Kolstad, who is known for creating the John Wick series of films. Now that's the kind of action that I can get behind. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. For references to any of these stories, check out the show notes in this episode or head to deaddroppod.com to find out more about the show. Get in touch on Twitter if you'd like to leave some feedback or leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news and make sure to tell your friends about The Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.